You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan and Brick McDermott from Highlands Mortgage. Now, you know, buying a house comes with a lot of preparation, a lot of decisions. Our next guest on the Brand Builders Podcast might tell you, just look for a brick. You know, now that's not <laughs> not necessarily style advice, but it's mortgage advice from our guest. And, you know, with Highlands Residential Mortgage, I think there's a lot of things that, that, that a lot of people have a lot of questions about. So I think it's going to be really neat throughout this next 30 minutes to learn a little bit more about it. And I really think it could be a really handy campaign slogan if you ever want to run for office. You know, just look for a brick. You there know what I mean? So, hey, brick in the future, we never know. This guy might be <laughs> be doing something a little bit different. But literally, all jokes aside, thank you for joining us on today's Brand Builders Podcast. And we look forward to learning a little bit more about Highlands Mortgage. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Brick, thank you. Great introduction, Brian, <laughs> as always. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us, Brick. Uh, so, you know, we've enjoyed some pretty good years in Charlotte uh, since we've recovered from the Great Depression or recession, however you want to look at it. Interest rates have been low. Home values have gone up for those of us who have been in the homes for a while. What are Tax you seeing? Tax values have gone up, too. Yeah, they uh, just did. That's right. Yeah, unfortunately, sure right? <laughs> what are you seeing right now in your business with, with these factors in mind? It, you know, it's um, mortgage is still good. It's slowed down a little bit. Um, there's probably for the past year, year and a half, the inventory has been lacking a little bit. Um, it's We're getting there slowly but surely. But um, and it's really moved from a refi market to well, it's never a complete refi, but there's a ton of refis before. And now it's down to maybe 10% of our business. It's all mostly purchases. So um, it's a different different way to to strategize on your business. So my wife is actually a realtor. So the inventory issue is real. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's funny. You could have somebody that wants to buy, but you can't find anything. Or you have 22 offers on a home in one day specifically in Charlotte, which is great because the city's growing. But how does that change, you know, your approach to business when you're dealing with so many? I mean, you, you might actually have an opportunity to give people all of these these offers or approve them and then they never even get the house. Yeah. You know? So how do you how do you you judge like right now or how do you you adjust to that? It's hard. Um, it, it's different. Um, but it, the, the best thing is just get um get the people pre-approved immediately. Um, I, what I always like to do, um, which is different than I think some folks, mortgage guys and girls, is um, when when I provide a pre-approval letter, I call the listing agent and say, hey, this person, I've looked at their credit, I've pulled their assets, their income, it's legit. We can close. I mean, I mean I've closed a loan in two weeks, less than two weeks before. I mean, we can close as quickly as we need to. But I think, especially in the multiple bid situation, where you've got uh, 10, 12 offers on the same house, it, that call to the agent, listing agent to say, hey, this is a legitimate pre-approval letter. This, it goes a long way. Absolutely. I, I purchased a home last year and it was on the market for literally like eight minutes. Yeah. And within one day, there were six offers. And I'm like sitting here like, I'm never going to find a home. Like this is unbelievable. And we had to go through the exact approval process and make it happen so quickly. So for you to be able to do that in two weeks is awesome. I mean, I think that's a big benefit. I'm not saying you want everybody to do it in two weeks, but if there is an issue, you can take care of them. That's right. And that's, uh, yeah, not everything, (laughs) but everybody. But uh, when we need to do it, we can. No problem. Excellent. With the reevaluation in place, are you seeing new sellers in the market saying, hey, my home is now 
40% more, 70% more, whatever, according to our government. Mm -hmm. Does that stimulate additional activity within Charlotte and around? I I think we've had it maybe two weeks, so um, it's hard to judge that now. But um, but there are a lot of people are freaking out about it. I mean, I think my house went up, I think, 38, 40 percent, too. Um, the median in Charlotte residential is 40 percent. I think the median in commercial is 75 percent. So uh, people are getting hit harder with taxes. Um, the good news is that um, in June, July, the county commissioners are going to get together and vote on potentially reducing that tax rate. Um and make it probably make it as revenue neutral as possible. I don't think they're going to reduce it enough to where it is neutral, but um, it'd be nice if they reduced it maybe 20%. So it wouldn't be a big hit. Um, Charlotte is, uh, we're lucky in a growing city that um, the appreciation has been good. I think I've heard um, someone say a, a realtor that's been around forever that, um, in the past 30 years, Charlotte has only had three years where we were um, let when we didn't have positive appreciation. Wow. Um, and that was only about, we missed it by a point or two. So um, with Charlotte, I think last year we're six and a half, seven percent in some areas and higher in other areas. I think um, with Charlotte, it's more of a steady, healthy appreciation. Um, so and I think we'll still continue to have that. You go out west in the Vegas, the the San Francisco's, those places, they'll have a 25% jump one year. And three years after that, they'll have a drop by 20%. So it's just very knee-jerk. Knee-jerk in here, it's more of a smooth, smooth ride. So I think it's it's very good, healthy market in Charlotte. And you mentioned a lot of other cities that are growing. And, and we were just recently at a conference and got to meet people from, from Dallas and meet people from Denver, two places that have grown you know, mm-hmm. drastically in the last five years. Tell me, when you look at millennials and you look at, at the city of Charlotte, uh, they recently just did a study or, or they showed that in tw- 2019, there's going to be 25 new projects that will literally change the skyline of Charlotte. And and that's exciting, but that's also kind of crazy, right? Like, how how is that going to happen so quickly? But then you drive down South Boulevard and there's just a ton of apartments. So where do you see, is it going to be millennials being more into that condo townhome market? Are you seeing that maybe once they get a little bit older, they still are going in the housing market. How does how how are you seeing that on a daily basis? Because it's fascinating to me that a lot of people still rent when they really could right. go purchase and, and start to build up, you know, that equity in your in yeah. Your, in I mean, your you're house. you're building wealth and mortgage. That's why I always like to try to show. Um, but I think uh, millennials are definitely um, wanting to be, and uh, they don't want uh, much upkeep. So a townhome condo is perfect or renting is perfect. Um, they don't know if they'll be in Charlotte forever. Um, so they don't want to be tied down to, to Charlotte. Um, and I think you can see if you go to some of the bigger builders like the Lenores and those places, um, production builders, they're not building, and from what I've seen, um, in neighborhoods, they're not building 100 houses. They're building a bunch of townhouse communities, townhome communities, because at triggers to the millennial and those buyers. And I think it's just a different time in Charlotte, of course, having the downtown area. Um, it's, uh, I mean, there's, there's a ton of condos, but there's also a ton of apartments. Um, so it's very interesting, but I think Charlotte's kind of moving towards the townhomes, uh, millennials. Yeah. Yeah. And shifting gears a little bit to the rates. I don't, I don't know about you, but lately my social media has been just hammered with 15% mortgage rates and 
you know, this rate, this blah, blah, blah. What is there anything special about a 15 year versus 30 year? Um, why is that? Like, why, why is that such a hot topic right now? You know, 15 year definitely pays it off quicker. You, um, whereas 30 year, probably the first four or five years, you're, you're paying mainly interest and then it starts kicking into the, uh, to the loan balance, um, into the principal, the 15 year you're diving into that principal immediately. The payment's higher. So um, I would, um, if you're a commission person or worker, or if you're somebody that gets, that relies on their bonus every year, I always recommend, let's just do a 30-year fixed. I'll show you, because I, I can show them models and stuff of what they need to do each year, how much more, uh, like how many extra payments they need to make to get paid off quicker. So you can kind of have the advantage of a lower rate through a 30-year fixed, but manipulate it to where you can pay it off in 15 years, but you're not tied to that low or that higher payment as well. Right. So you hit hard times. Right. You can, you yeah, can go you back can to it all. actual exactly. payment. You know, and that from an education standpoint and, and to jump back into when I first purchased my home, I'll be honest, I think I rented long enough because I didn't literally just call you and have that conversation and say, this is what I make. This is how much right. would that payment be? Is that, what is your advice to someone? Is it just, Hey man, give me a call. Like let's, let's analyze both of these and say, if you're going to rent versus you're going to buy, it's not that difficult. And I think when we had that conversation, I'm going, wow, like should have bought this home a lot longer ago. You know what I mean? It's, it's amazing. And I think I've got this um, flyer I put together. I co-brand with a lot of my realtors, uh, rent versus own. And I'll show, I'll plug in the rent um, if it's $1,800. And then I'll say, I'll show them how much they're paying in rent. Rent every year is going up, the, is increasing uh, the, each year. And I think last year in Greater Charlotte, it was 6 6% increase across the board. Your mortgage doesn't. Your mortgage is fixed in. It stays there. But um, I'll show like what you're paying in rent now and what kind of house you could get for that same payment or even less, which is great. But then after 10 years, how much wealth you're building. I mean, you could see buying a $300,000 house now with the steady 3% appreciation in Charlotte. In 10 years, you're sitting on 200000 plus in wealth just from your house. Whereas if you're stuck in the, in the if you're renting, then uh, not only is your rent going up each month or each year, but you're also, you're giving your landlord that wealth. You're building wealth for him or her. So it's just when they see that, I think it's kind of a, it could be a game changer. It's really powerful. Absolutely. And you, uh, to jump into the, the real estate, the mortgage world, it seems like everybody's either jumping into it, starting a company, they like all want to be <laughs> into it, right? So I want to figure out like what differentiates you. And, and one of the things that, that we've really noticed um, just getting to know you more is is really the culture uh, of of Highlands Mortgage and and you mentioned or briefly when you walked in here about about it being a family. You know, tell me a little bit about what differentiate you from a from a different mortgage, uh, you know, provider and 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 what makes Highland Mortgage the the call that people need to make. Yeah, we um, it is a it's a big family. We uh, control everything in in house. We um, we process the file. We underwrite the file. We um, close the file all in. Charlotte, or we have uh, another office in Greens. We have offices all over the region, but we have another support office um, in, in Greensboro. Uh, and actually, Highlands, we were with Cunningham and Company for 30 years. It's been around um, out, out of uh, Greensboro. Hank Cunningham um, put it together. And now his, he's still here, and his son, Tripp, is running um, one of the areas. So um, 
and Hank is just real involved. I mean, he was he was uh, talking to Congress in the downturn with the NBA through the NBA. I mean, it's serious. Wow. He's really tied in. So it's, it's it's like working for a for I mean a mortgage legend if you if there are any. So um, just and everybody just. I mean, it's Hank. Hank is um, who we work with and who we work for, and it's great. Um, and then, but with the way mortgage is going now, um, there's a lot of consolidation. It uh, and that's just because the the pricing or it costs so much money to close a loan now, um, and that's just with the new regulations and all that through Dodd Frank ten years ago. Um, so to do that, you have to, you know, just you're your margins are, are slimmer and you have to hire more people. So um, we, um, we we did merge with Highlands out of Dallas, Texas. They wanted to come into the Carolinas. So it was a great, great uh, merger. And um, But we're still the same team, still the same Cunningham team. I've been there three and a half years. Uh, some folks have been there 25 years. Um, and you're just going in. It's like a family outside of home. Um, it's What's unique is, um, I think in our Charlotte office, we have seven loan officers now. And as I was telling before to y'all, um, most places or a lot of places, you're, you're competing with the people in your company that are loan officers. Here, we, we come together. We come together with, with ideas of how we can uh, su- succeed in this changing market. We're, we're helping each other, which is really neat. Um, it's just a great, great place to be. Yeah, you guys continue to win like number one best mortgage company to work for, right? Oh yeah, we got that. Uh, that was really neat, um, and that's just the type of family oriented company we are. So that's number one cool. place to work for. Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. So you know, interesting in this, in this, I guess in the changing market in Charlotte. So I, I would say in the last three years, it's always well. But next year, you better watch out. Like no, nope, next year you Rates better watch out. out. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, next year happens. They're like, uh, it's still growing. So where do you see the future of Charlotte? And and you know, is it time for people to refi now? Is it time? You know, maybe if your taxes, your evaluation went way up, hey, maybe it's time to to look and see if it's time to sell your home. Like. Where do you see Charlotte going? Because every time someone says, oh, man, this is going to be the year it finally evens off, you know, it doesn't. So where from being in this industry for so long in Charlotte, where are we going? You know, that's a um, good <laughs> I think good everybody's question. asking that question. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> this asking. is what I want. <laughs> great question. Come on, yeah. Rick. We're going to hold great you question, to yeah. hey, but great three, question. three years from now, we're going to replay this. <laughs> <laughs> See how you did. That's buddy. right. <laughs> you know what's neat, and y'all might think it's kind of uh, weird me saying this. And I mean, when we lost uh, Wachovia twelve years ago, um, and we started losing the bank headquarters and, and all that, I mean, that was a, a gut punch, and no one thought we could survive it. Um, but what it did is it diversified our businesses. Now we have fintech, we have energy, we have so many different businesses. We have great startups. I mean, it's just really allowed Charlotte to expand. And um, now and we've got the new SunTrust uh, BB&T headquarters coming here. I mean, it's just, so we're going to have that other bank headquarter. Um, but I think it's amazing how everybody, I mean, Charlotte's a young, growing city. We had the, the grandfathers, the McCalls and the Harrises and all those folks really just uh, kind of give us the template and get us to this point. Now I have young folks 
taking it to the finish line, not finish line, but taking it and it's moving the ball. Um, I think it's exciting. Um, from, I'm from Charlotte and just seeing it, it grow to what it has is amazing. And I think it's going to keep going. Um, I, I do think, uh, the tax values have to go up just because appreciation is going up. Um, I think if you live, if you go to Atlanta or, or places like that, or I'm not going to compare us anywhere close to New York City, but think about it. everything within like a three mile radius is the real estate's gold. And I think, I think Charlotte is getting to that point. But also, we're having little pockets of, of, of neighborhoods or, or places like Weddington and those, Waxhaws and those places where there's land and there's stuff building as well. So um, there's a lot of growth in the right places. Um, I think it's going to continue to grow. Um, I don't know if – I mean, and also, what's even if you locked in two years ago when the rates were three and a quarter, and I have a, a buddy that reminds me every time I see him, we refied – his house, um, three and a quarter, no points. And at that closing table, I said, you know, Andrews, this is, um, you're, we're going to talk about this forever because I think this is the lowest it's going to be. And sure enough, we're talking about it still. And, um, but even if you're locked in at three and a half, two years ago, you might have some credit card debt. You might have a car, you might have more debt. And so your house is growing in equity. You're growing equity. Refi at four and a half percent. And pay off some of that debt because the four and a half percent rate's a heck of a lot better than the 17% credit card rate. So I think if people just so concerned about rate, which I understand that's what all the media talks about. Um, but think about the payment and also talk to someone like me that can show you ways that you can help your cash flow, even if you're paying a little higher on the rate. And that's really interesting. I mean, and you're not necessarily a financial advisor, but the reality is, is that there's a lot of ways that you can work with a mortgage right. and you can work around that to pay off certain debts and, and kind of get yourself back to where you need to be if that's something that is, is bothering you. So that's really cool. Um, tell us a little bit about right now with Highlands Mortgage, how many people, you said you have seven loan officers. You said you, that you've been a family. I, one of the big questions that I always find out with companies like yourself, like let's say there's a lot of people moving from upstate New York, a lot of people moving from Detroit. How are you finding these people that have, maybe they came from New York City and they have a million dollar, mm -hmm. 200 square foot apartment right? <laughs> and they're coming down here and boom, now they can get something that's really nice. How are you guys marketing to people that are new to Charlotte as we continue to grow and continue to be a melting pot? There's a lot of people that are here, but like the new ones that are coming in, is that something that you guys are focusing on? Or maybe you're focusing more on people that are already established and already in this city. I'm just kind of fascinated with the marketing aspect behind, do you capitalize on people that are new into the city and how you attract them? Any ideas you can provide? Yeah, great. branding. <laughs> I got you. I can help you with anything. Um, but I, I think like maybe even social media. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, social media is big. But like, is there a way that you guys focus specifically on somebody that is new? I guess I guess my question is, there's a lot of money coming from other states, right? How right. can you capitalize on that and it not go to some big, large national mortgage? Like, how can we really focus on supporting Charlotte <laughs> and supporting a local company like yourself? I, I think you've said it hit the nail on the head. It's all about branding. Um, mortgage in the past, I'd say even year and a half has changed so much. Um, never forget. I think it was three or four years ago. We had that uh, Super Bowl with the rocket mortgage commercial and that just blew everybody's mind. And 
since then, all the mortgage companies have been, or a lot of them, like us, uh, have been moving towards the digital mortgage to have everything online. Well, that's a that's a double-edged sword, uh, really, um, because then you have people that want to get apply real quick and, and get approved, and then they're going to buy a house and they're going to shop you, and 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 just next thing you know, you're you're losing to a, a bank in, in Kansas. Not anything's wrong with Kansas, but uh, you want to work with somebody local. I mean, you, there's so much involved with the real estate transaction. You want to be with somebody local. Um, so I, I think it's uh, it's just we've got to come up with a way ways to uh, to try to reach out to those folks coming in from New York or San Francisco. Um, it used to always be the realtor or the builder. Um, now I think I read somewhere, I think it's close to 64 percent of uh, buyers are pre-approved before they even talk to their realtor. Wow! So the, people are getting so those they're, folks. They're in it before before your relationships even even exactly. Happen. So it's almost like the the tables are turning. And whereas we're going after realtors, which I have a lot of great realtor relationships, I will still obviously I value those more than anything, but. Um, there might be ways if we can figure out how to, um, to where we can get the person first and then hand them off to the realtors. Um, so I think there could be a little, I'm not saying changing of the guard, but things are slowly changing because of the internet and the media and, um, and, and people becoming more, more, um, they're okay with sending their, their docs through a secured internet site. 10 years ago, people were meeting, with you handing over your docs. Now I have docs in my inbox within 10 minutes after we have a conversation. Wow. And that's fascinating. It's interesting to see how an industry can change so quickly. And um, in the technology world that we live in now, right through social media, it's going to change faster, right? right? We're not at a time where it's going to slow down. So you better, better buckle up everybody. I'm just curious, like, man, you know, rates are rising. This kind of thing's happening. Mm-hmm. I'd be pulling my hair out, man. Like, I mean, how, <laughs> I mean, how, how do you continue to navigate through that? You know, no, the hair um, looks good, man. It's flowing. It's still there. Well, I mean, how do you how do you all continue as an industry to shape into, you know, something that's so driven by by rates? And I mean, we we face the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're in a brand building environment. We offer products; they can be commoditized. Seems like mortgage More rates, it, it's people, people want lowest rates and it's, it's, it's definitely a price driven thing, mm-hmm. but, but we have to continually reinvent ourselves and provide value. And how are you doing some of that? You know, like, are you hosting events for realtors? Are you, uh, what happens we, there? We do. Yeah. I do a lot of events with, with build, with the realtors and builders, um, love doing that stuff like happy hours, first time home buyer seminars, stuff like that. Um, what I'm doing is um, kind of unique, to, I think, to a lot of folks. Is I'm meeting with my clients. I don't care if if you have if you've sent me everything I need. I want to meet with you, especially first-time home buyers. Um, and and I'm getting to the point where if they don't want to meet with me, then I don't know if I want to do business with them. Just because there's so much face-to-face, uh, and especially first-time home buyers, they they think they know everything. Um, but in the back of mind, they're always asking, they're always curious about something or they have questions that pop up in the process. 
I've got to meet, I want to be right in front of them um, and explain the process, tell them, I think it relieves a lot of anxiety um, and just say, it's not hard to get a mortgage. Um, here's what we do. We make it as easy as possible. Just take 10 minutes. We'll meet at a coffee. I met some guy, uh, a guy last month uh, at 6.30 in the morning at a coffee shop. I mean, that was just, but I'll do that because I want to build that rapport. Um, it's not just a transactional business. It's you're building a relationship throughout their lifetime. So it's, but we were still always coming up with ways to, to really separate ourselves from the others because there's so many lenders out there. And I think you mentioned the, the word relationship, right? Right. I mean, we're in a world where as, as much as technology works and everybody's texting and, you know, I still think communication, looking somebody in mm-hmm. the eyes and really building a true friendship on top of that relationship per se, right. well, really just equal better business. It's more fun. It's fun to do business with people you like. Um, but then also with you giving that love and support, I think it's such a, a terrifying experience to go through and buy your first home. But once you get somebody that walks you through that process and then you actually own your own home, it's such a, a, a gratifying experience. So for you to be able to help people out is amazing um, from that aspect and really walk them through that process. Cause I think a lot of people, they look online and it's like quick and loans and all these things. And there's just too much stuff going right. on. It's like, I want to simplify it. If I can meet you for coffee and you say, this is what we can do. Here's mm-hmm. rent versus buy. That's fantastic. Um, so thank you for simplifying something that can be very oh, stressful. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us uh, a little bit, you know, in closing here, um, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? How can they get in touch, um, you know, with your loan officers? Obviously, we want them to call Brick. Um, right. But with all of you guys working as a team, that's the best thing, right? It's not, you know, a, a competition and you're really a family that wants right. to support and help other families. So how do they get in touch with you and what's the best way? Probably the best way is to uh, shoot me a text or, or call my cell. I'm, a cell. I'm working weekends. I work all the time. Uh, cell 704-651-3827. Um, I don't know. I've got a website. Uh, Brick McDermott. Um, it's actually my email address is probably best. B McDermott at highlandmortgage.com. B McDermott at highlandsmortgage.com. Um, but shoot me a text. Give me a call. Look at that. Love so that. simple. Here's his, yeah. here's his text him. You know text what I mean? You're, you're, the, you're smart. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm actually four years from being away from being a millennial. So hey. I was born in 76. And I heard 80 is when the millennial hits. So I'm close to being a millennial that's i'm right, right there with so you buddy text i am a millennial. well you remember you life go. without it yeah that's right life with it that's so. right well brick thank you so much for joining us this is thank really you. neat i think you've simplified it if you guys want to get in touch with them that's 704-651-3827 we appreciate you being uh, on our brand builders podcast and we hope that this can drive some more business your way and we hope it can form some more relationships well thanks great talking to y'all thanks thank you Britt. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.